0: This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680-CJOB.
1: Welcome to the show. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Lots to get to. Greg cop. Jets game. Lots of stuff coming up here on 680-CJOB. And Jim Toth, where are you now? Where is Jim Toth? He's not here in the studio. I have
2: no idea where he is. I was just listening to Kathy Kennedy play the piano here at the uh, Bueller room at the St. Boniface Hospital because we are at the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation's radiothon of hope and healing presented by the Vicker Automotive Group. Live from the Bueller Gallery is the Bueller room I referenced, the Bueller, Bueller Gallery at St. Boniface Hospital. So exciting times cam mm-hmm. and we have a brand new total. Would you like it out of the gate here?
1: I would love to hear that total.
2: So you and I have been on the air for about 30 seconds, and we've single-handedly helped raise $112,836, Cameron. So if we're on for an hour, we could probably triple that.
1: Yeah, well, just give yourself a pat on the back, Jim, and I think you need to take all the credit for that. I'm not, gonna, I'm not touching that. That's all Jim Toth money.
2: Thank you, thank you. Yes, one hundred and twelve thousand eight hundred and thirty-six dollars in a grand total of thirty-eight seconds on Jets at Noon. We're very happy for everybody who's helped raise funds so far. For that brand new total, we're trying to reach a goal of one hundred and eighty-five thousand. I'll be here throughout the afternoon after Jets at Noon, as will Rich and Julie, for the news. And thank you for everybody. I had nothing to do with this so far today. Neither has Cameron, but we thank you for your generosity and your support so far.
1: Yeah, puck drops today at seven o'clock. Pre-game show gets going here on six eighty C. JLB the Buffalo Sabres and the Winnipeg Jets Uh, this news just starting to come down Uh, in regards to the starter Eric Comrie is going to be in the starting net for the Buffalo Sabres as he returns from injury uh, that took him out earlier this year. Uh, Alex Tuck Zach Benson as well as Peyton Krebs uh, looks like they'll be in of course uh, Benson and Krebs both former Winnipeg Ice when the WHL made its uh, brief stop here in in Winnipeg but they know the city well and of course Eric Comrie a member of the Manitoba Moose. Alex Tuck finding his way to as well back in the lineup all a part of the Uh, subtraction of Tage Thompson listed as week to week uh, with an injury after blocking a shot on Tuesday against Boston Uh, so yeah lots of uh, Winnipeg flavor uh, heading into this game here Jim
2: yeah, definitely, especially that this is probably the feeder system uh, for the Buffalo Sabres, which when the Winnipeg Ice were here. Matt Savoy, also a former Winnipeg Ice player, did make his NHL debut about a week ago for this team, or last week. Um, he's not in the lineup tonight, I don't believe, but uh, there's so many Winnipeg Ice players that are are not only going to uh, help this organization, the Buffalo Sabres, but be in the lineup tonight. And you mentioned Eric Comrie, a fan-favorite here and, and a longtime Winnipeg Jet Manitoba Moose player. In just three games this year, As Due to injuries, as you mentioned, Cam, he's got a 2.45 goals against average and a 9.14 save percentage. Now, that's only three games, but still, those are pretty good numbers, and it's always good to see Eric Comrie, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in the National Hockey League, uh, between the pipes tonight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, uh, there was an optional morning skate for the Winnipeg Jets today. Uh, Very good chance, according to associate coach uh, Scott, uh, associate coach Scott Arneal that Logan Stanley will remain in the lineup uh, Nate Schmidt was out there for a little bit of extra work but that was it was it there was no confirmation that he would be a healthy scratch and then Hellebuck is going to be in the net and then Brassois is going to go tomorrow in this rare home back to back at Canada Life Center. We welcome our guest Craig Button, TSN analyst onto the show to talk about uh, the game coming up as well as all things NHL. Hey Craig how you doing? I'm good, how are you doing today? Fantastic. Good
2: Mr. Button thanks for
3: joining us sir. Oh, you're welcome, Jim. Always a pleasure. I mean, what? why are we
1: talking about Jets?
3: There's only one thing to talk about. It's bombers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll get to that at 1230 here. We're going to have Bob Irving, a 680 CGOB bomber legend joining the program as we get into that. Uh, Craig, that's where my heart is right now. Of course, I love the Jets, but uh, I'm I'm a nervous wreck up until Sunday. I'm just nervous, and that's just my situation right now. So.
3: Well, what I would say to you, I mean, Bob is great, and obviously he'll you know, give all the insights. But I was in Calgary uh, when Winnipeg won their uh, first Great Cup in many years. It was so phenomenal. to, to I was in with all the Winnipeg bomb, Blue Bombers fans. So to see the joy that they had, it was really a special uh, thing to to take in a Great Cup uh, championship game and to see how much it meant to the fans. But, you know, last year was an upset. Nah, he got the Bombers all the way in this one. Um, unless Sonny Wade is coming back to play for the uh, Alouettes or Matthew <laughs> Calvillo... I don't like their chances against the Bombers.
2: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm stunned you snuck in on a victory party somewhere, Craig. That's not like you at all, but good for you to find one and, and, and take full part. Um, we had Kyle Connor on the show yesterday, and I said, are you going to watch the Grey Cup? And he said, well, what time is it? My Detroit Lions are playing. But uh, we figured it out. They're playing at noon, and, and the Grey Cup's at 5, of course, so he's probably going to take it in. But um, I- I've long believed that even when Patrick Liney was here, that Kyle Connor would be the Jets' first 50-goal scorer. He's got 13 already. This year, has he reached his ceiling in your mind? Can he even do more than that season when he had ninety plus points with the start that he's had?
3: I think he can. Uh, I mean, Kyle has always been an elite offensive player, and when you think about what what allows a player to to produce at that rate, I mean the mind. I mean, he's slick, he's slick, and he's smooth, and he never gets himself tied up in what I call the muck. And and you know. Teams are trying to check you, but he he's a step ahead, sometimes two steps ahead. The, the great release, you know, the way he jumps into, into spots at exactly the right time to finish, you know, th- that's what elite uh, offensive players do. And, and as a goal scorer, you, you know, there's no question that you have to have things go your way uh, to get to 50. Do I think that can happen for Kyle? Absolutely, I think it can. You know, the the days of uh, of Mike Bossy scoring, 50 goals, nine straight seasons, Ovechkin, you know, those elite 50-goal scorers that you can say, they're going to do it every year, a lot harder to do that now. And so you ask yourself, okay, does a player have the capability, does he have the talent to get into that area of scoring 50 goals? Chris Kreider, good example. Do I think Chris Kreider will score 50 goals again? No. But he, he, he showed that given a, a, a lot of things going your way, uh, that, that you can reach that. That, that that plateau and and i think that kyle connor can do exactly that because because he is gifted and certainly you know you think about uh 13 goals at this point in the season that's what you got to do you you got to get the puck on the right side of of, of the goal line and to, to get to 50 and there's some that in previous years didn't get there and, and now you're seeing them get there and, and, and that's what you need to get to 50 I, I, I have no doubt that Kyle could be a 50-goal scorer
1: one day in his career. Fifteen games into the into the National Hockey League season for the Winnipeg Jets. What are your thoughts on this team so far? I, I like their team. I, you know,
3: at the end of the year, Adam Rowley, the captain, made a comment. He said that, uh, you know, we, we make a trade, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, moves out, and individually the three players we got in return are probably not as good uh, – Individually, as Pierre Luke, But our team is better because of the three players. Now, Gabe Velarde, you, you know, it's hurt. He's out. You know, Rasmus Kupari, he he got hurt, and now he's out for a period of time. But look at what Alex Ayatthalo has done. Look at what Kupari has done. Velarde looked really good there. They're coming back into the lineup, and they're going to be good players. Bigger, stronger, deeper. Faster. And and, and I think that, you know, with the way Mark Scheifele has planned, I mean, Mark is playing at an elite two-way level. Yeah. You know, Josh Morrissey showed what he's done. You got Connor Hellebuck. I think there's a lot more depth in this group. I think there's a lot more ability to grind down an opponent, the speed, the size. You know, it's allowed Perfetti uh, to, 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 to to try different things with the support of Lowry behind him, Shifley in front of him. You know, and, and and I think it's a team that's – I said at the beginning of the year, I think they can make the playoffs. I've watched them now. I don't think there's any anybody should doubt that they can be a playoff team and and you're going to, you're going to keep building your your game. But, but I really like where the jets are and and the, and the way they play, they, they play hard. They play fast. They play heavy and they play for one another. I don't think there's any better example of that than what Nikolai Ehlers did the other day against Kevin ball. He said, not, you know, after the Kevin ball, like like he said, like not happening. Like, you know what? you're, You're not taking advantage of me or any of my teammates. Teams that stand up for themselves and each other are teams that have a chance to be successful. I love that about the Winnipeg Jets.
2: Where are you on the Sabres, Craig? Uh, they've been a team that I've sort of been waiting, them, Detroit, kind of I like the pieces they're putting together, what they're building here. Um, I know injuries have played a significant part, but what do you make of them so far this year, and, and where are they in that sort of when they take that next step?
3: I think they're an immature team, and and, and by that what I mean is is. You know, they, they have a lot of good young players and, and, and really good young players. But I, I don't see a maturity in their game in terms of how to approach the game. And, you know, you can chase the game. You, you, you can get loose in the game. Good teams find a way to, you, you know, just consistently play and, and do it. Defensively, they're not very good. They're not a very good defensive team. And if that doesn't improve, you're going to see this up and down play. The goaltending, I mean, it, 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 it's green. I think they could benefit from a veteran goaltender coming in there and, and giving uh Devin Levi a a little bit of breathing room. I I I know Eric Comries there, he's not the guy that I that, that, that I think is is the person to do that. Good steady backup goaltender. I think they need something better than that to help those those other goaltenders. So when I look at the Buffalo Sabres, I see a team with lots of promise. They have lots of excellent prospects, excellent prospects. You know, Tate Thompson's out. We know what a big-time player he is. Dylan Cousins is an excellent player. Darlene, mm-hmm. power. But the team, I, I don't, the, the, that maturing as a team to understand this is how we're going and, and we're going to just assert ourselves on you and play against you in that manner, that's what good teams do. They're not there yet. And so can, can they Can they open up the game? Can they create some chance? Yeah, they can. But they also are very vulnerable to their own immaturity playing the game.
1: I, I think that's a great way to look at it. And the youngest team in the league, 25 and a half, I think, is their, their average age. But you, you have to feel for the Sabres fans. I mean, it's been 12 years without the playoffs. And there was some, you know, optimism heading into this year. You know, you started to see them come together at the end. So what, what worked at the end of last year or as they started to build up? But it's kind of tailed off
3: what works is, is that you're, you, 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 it doesn't really matter. <laughs> like yeah. You're playing, you're playing loose and, you know, teams are coming in and, you, you know, you're, you're also playing against teams that aren't very good either, because it's been pretty much established. I think you gotta, you can look at a record, but let's find out who they were playing against and what the circumstances were. You know, in the off season, there was two teams, I thought, that really should have been aggressive. In pursuing Connor Hellebuck before he signed his extension with the Winnipeg Jets. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Sabres were one. The New Jersey Devils were the other one. For the, for, for, for the exact, a, a, a goaltender of the stature of Connor Hellebuck, you think about how he can handle uh, the, a, a younger team and, and give them confidence. Uh, and, and that's Buffalo. A team, New Jersey, that has got aspirations to move deeper in, in, into the playoffs. I think that that type of a goaltender would, not that type, that specific goaltender gives you a much better chance. And and, and I think back, I think back to the Colorado Avalanche, and Pierre Lacroix was just inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame. They, they had everything, and then they went and got Patrick Watt, and that pushed them to a whole d- other level. That's what Connor Hellebuck's capable of doing. I think it was a missed opportunity for the Buffalo Sabres and for the – uh and for the New Jersey Devils, if, if, if indeed Connor Hellebuck was available. All I know is I would have been really aggressive in trying to find Connor Hellebuck into my group.
1: Craig Button, TSN analyst, joining us. Uh, Craig, always a pleasure. We could keep this conversation going for another hour here, but uh, we're going to have to let you go. But really appreciate you taking the time. Go Bombers, 31-13. <laughs> <subject>. <laughs> 31-13 Thanks, Craig. I like Enjoy it. the
2: Grey Cup. <laughs> I will. All
1: right. All right, great stuff. Craig Button, uh, TSN analyst, uh, joining us there. Uh, Jim Toth, we got to take a break here because we're a little over. I, I wanted to squeeze some more time with Craig, but I have to get this in here. Uh, because of the Winnipeg uh, Jets playing on Saturday, Uh, against the Arizona Codys and the 5 o'clock Santa Claus Parade an hour before. Traffic is going to be disrupted downtown. Head downtown early. Allow for extra travel time. Visit mbhydrosanaparade.com for information on the parade route, road closures, transit rerouting downtown. The majority of area road closures will begin at 2pm southbound Main Street between Portage and York closes at 11am. Street parking will be limited. Consider parking or getting off the bus outside side of the downtown core and entering downtown on foot. Um, the Canada Life Center is going to be open 90 minutes before puck drop at 430 so make sure you're taking extra time you're not going to be able to cross the parade route once the streets are closed so it's going to be a little bit of hectic but we want everybody to find their way uh, if you're taking in the Santa Claus parade if you're going to be heading to the Jets game so that everybody gets to where they need to go and is not late and everybody is there so the key to all this Jim Toth is arrive early and allow for extra time because you might find a roadblock here or there you your usual route it's going to get caught up anyways we got to take a break we'll be right back bob irving bomber talk let's go bombers when we come back
3: jets at noon on 6 cjob
1: welcome back to the show cam poitras in studio jim toth jim where are you where are you i've been looking for you you're not in your usual chair Jim, are you there? He really isn't there? I knew he ran away.
2: I'm right here. What are you talking about? I just like to watch you struggle a bit. The struggle is real, and then we're better for it, right?
1: Well, you know, we, we learn more from our mistakes than our successes.
2: I was just talking to a gentleman who said, who are you? And I said, Cam Poitras. And he said, get out of here. And I thought he literally meant get out of here. But he actually was just shocked that... Um, he could actually meet the camp waitress.
1: <laughs> well, not all, not everybody is so lucky each and every day.
2: My and wife, by-
1: my wife could contend <laughs> con- 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 <laughs> she's the lucky one.
2: But he made a, he just made a big donation, Cam. So we can't thank them enough. We're trying to raise 185,000 for the St. Boniface Hospital Foundation Radiothon of Hope and Healing presented by the Vicar Automotive Group. I am live at the Bueller Gallery at St. Boniface Hospital. Cam, you, of course, are back at the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but 112,000 at the top of the hour. Our goal is 185,000. So if we could surpass that, that'd be great. But b- before we get to, um, talking the great cup, you can call 204-237-76 That's 204-237-7647, or donate online at bealifeline.ca.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot for that, Jim, of course. And, and and if you can donate, please donate to a absolutely fantastic cause. Now, we'll start our Great Cup Report, which is brought to you by Perfect Landscape Construction. Your family owned and operated commercial landscaper since 1977, and we're uh, joined by CGOB legend, Blue Bomber broadcast legend, Bob Irving, uh, joining the program. Hey, Bob, how are you doing? I'm doing
4: well, Cam. As a matter of fact, I'm at Tim Horton's Field watching the Blue Bombers practice their final full practice before the big game on Sunday, and I don't have any intel to offer Readam Big Hill, and Dalton Schoen, uh. other than to say I don't see either of them out there.
1: <laughs> which is and not, which know, is not uh, a surprise. You don't you
4: know, sound I'm, hungover I'm, at all, Bob. <clears throat> well, I just got here last night, Jim, so give, some <laughs> time, but, give you know, me some time. But You know, before, before I came here, I was at the uh, Hamilton Convention Center where all the party rooms are, where all the, the teams all open up a big room where they have a party all Grey Cup week long. And the Bomber one used to be called Touchdown Manitoba. It's now Bomber House. And it was already filling up uh, in a way that none of the other rooms could even come close to, which is not a surprise because the Bombers are regulars here now in the Grey Cup. But yesterday at the airport, it was, you know, it's a wonderful sight to come into the airport. And it's just packed with people wearing their Bomber jerseys. And getting set to get on a plane and come down here for the game. I was on a Porter Air flight the first time I've ever flown with them. And it was half full of bomber fans. And so, you know, if you're from Winnipeg and you're close to the bombers, or care about them and you've had been on this magical ride with them. It's just really cool to see the way they've got so many people that passionately follow and support them.
1: Yeah, this team, I mean, of course, it's, uh, I mean, the wins are the wins, four straight great cup, two great Cubs going for a third in, in four tries here, uh, Bob, but uh, it's the team, it's the personalities, it's the members of the team that have just resonated with the fans so much.
4: Well, it has, and it's the consistency, Cam, that yeah. has helped them win all these games with Wade Miller, Kyle Walters, Mike O'Shea, he's been able to keep his coaching staff together for a number of years, of course, we all know they've got so many players who've been back here for the last four and five years, and that's been a big part of, of what they've done. They've just created a, you know, I hate to use the word culture because it gets used so much, but it really applies. They've created a culture here that is—it's just wonderful to watch and be around. All the years I've covered this team, these last few years, watching this unfold and watching it build under Wade and Mike, uh, it's been—it's been delightful. It's been a real pleasing sight for me as I wound to the end of, of my career, just to see how much success they're having.
2: Bob, can you weigh in a little bit on the Kyle Walters situation just from the fact that, as you said, they've kept everybody together for so long, longer than most teams in any sport, really, um, because of their success? I- I'm used to players having to move on because of salary cap, and when you win championships, they get raises. What's your take on the Kyle Walters situation and that-, that front office salary cap that the CFL has?
4: Well, that's what it's all about, Jim, is the cap. Um, you know, they've got a head coach who I would think is one of the highest paid in the league, the, the coaching staff. And these are guys who have been around for five or six years, Richie Hall and Buck Pierce and all the rest of them. And, you know, their salary goes up every year. So they'd be among the highest paid assistant coaches in the league. They've got two assistant GMs and Ted Gouveia and Danny McManus, who would be well compensated. So then it's a matter of fitting everything under this cap. And the cap is enforced. I'm told quite stringently by the league. So, I guess at the end of the year, and when when they did the new contract for Mike last year and he brought back all his coaches, they said to Kyle, look, uh, right now, right now we're having a hard time fitting you into this. Uh, What's going to happen at the end of this year, I don't know. My guess is he'll be back. Uh, But it's all about money and all the rest of it. It's going to be tough, though. I I don't know how you sort of explain uh, not having Kyle Walters as the GM of this team when he's been one of the architects of the success they've had so that's the way i see it and i think it will have a positive resolution once the season comes to an end
1: i feel the same way bob uh brady Oliveira, a runner-up for the mop uh argonauts quarterback uh, chad kelly brady does get 36 percent of the voting for mop but uh, of course misses out to, to kelly was was brady a more deserving mop in your eyes
4: Well, see, the mentality of this voting, and I did it for long enough to know that when you've got somebody double nominated like that, the mentality of the voters, whether it's right or wrong, is to say, well, we'll give one guy one and the other guy the other award. And so I think some of that weighed in, and it never should, but I think it did. He would have been a very deserving winner, very deserving winner. Not that Chad Kelly wasn't, but uh, you know, had Brady won, nobody would have, I don't think, batted an eye. I kind of felt badly for him because You know, it's not every day a running back rolls up over 2,000 yards uh, from scrimmage. You know, this was a remarkable, spectacular season that he had, in some ways more spectacular than Chad Kelly's, although Kelly was handicapped by the fact that their last six games didn't mean anything. He didn't play in some of them and all the rest of it. So uh, it was going to be a tough uh, slog for Brady to to win the most outstanding player. He certainly deserved Best Canadian, but he would not have been a bad choice as M.O.P.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of, I, I hate saying this because Chad had such a great season but he also beat up on the east and then yeah. the last six weeks of the season wasn't and I look at the last six weeks of the bomber season and how Brady you know that those fourth quarter grinds with seven six five minutes left and how he would continuously find first downs and and just yeah. solidify the win for the team I just he did plus the yardage you mentioned and the touchdowns to me he was just the most outstanding player um and I hate saying that because Chad had a great year but I just strongly believe that I thought this was, the year it was gonna go a year was going to go a different route and I, I still feel it should have but um we've discussed that bob i do want to get into the game what what do you make of the matchup and and say the the shones and the big hills do not play uh how do you think these two teams match up
4: well not having those two players is it's a big loss like, you know we can sort of say well everybody has injuries and you can minimize it any way you want but adam Big a hall of famer uh, and they're going to miss him and middle linebacker dalton Shone was zach alaris's favorite target He will be missed in this championship game. So, you know, that's a problem. But is it one they can overcome? Well, I think it is. I just think the Bombers are the better team, even without those two players. And I think the way they played defense against BC last weekend, if they can come up with the same kind of energy and tenacity and all the rest of it, I think they will. I don't see why they wouldn't. I think Montreal is going to have a real problem moving the football. Cody Fajardo's 0-9 in his career against the Blue Bombers. against Zach Calaris. He's 0-9 against Zach Calaris. And I think there's a reason for that. Fajardo struggles against this Bomber defense. Now, Montreal's defense is pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I think they're pretty good. But I think the Bombers can move the ball against them. Look, to me, I hate to simplify, and I know that anything can happen in a football game. We saw that last weekend when Montreal beat Toronto, when nobody, nobody thought the Alouettes had a chance. The only way the Bombers can lose this game is if they turn the ball over. To me, that's it. It, it, You know, Montreal beat Toronto because Toronto committed nine turnovers. That's why they beat them. Uh, And I think the, the only way the Bombers can lose this game is if they... Commit a bunch of turnovers, and I don't see that happening because they're pretty good with uh, ball possession.
1: Yeah, I said to Jim on Tuesday on the show, Bob. I said, uh, you know, if 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 the owl Al- if the, the Argos only turned the ball over five times instead of nine, they probably would have found a way to win that game still.
4: Yeah, yeah, they might well have, and. You know, the first two drives, the possessions that Toronto had, they drove the ball downfield with ease, turned it over on the four-yard line with the interception, and then were stopped on third and short down around the five- or six-yard line. So it's not like they weren't moving the ball. And then I think, you know, Kelly got rattled. He panicked a little bit, and, uh, and everything started going wrong for them because momentum can build in a huge way, as we all know. So, no, I like the Bombers' chances. I like them a lot, and uh, I'll be surprised if they don't win on Sunday.
2: Excellent stuff, Bob. We really appreciate it. And I'm also wondering, I know you're at practice, but not having to file a story or two, you do have to join us. Are you enjoying this? Is it great to be at yes. the Grey Cup where you don't actually have to, you know, work? And, and I know you enjoyed your work as well, but but you kind of are in this spot where you can just get there and, and take it all in and, and not have to scramble to get some, some stories in.
4: I love it. It's wonderful. It's a great way to be. Come to the Grey Cup as a fan. I'm going over to Bomber House later. I might even have a libation as has been referred to and and uh, i'm dating myself again here now aren't i and uh, i'm going to the Carrie underwood concert tonight so uh, yeah it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun weekend and you're right jim not having any deadlines or reports to file as much as i love doing that stuff all those years i'm not
1: missing it a bit
2: Awesome, good for you. And and Cam has a libation at noon every Friday, so that's awesome for you to do. I just yeah,
1: I keep it under the desk. Nobody <laughs> knows anything about it. Uh, Bob Irving, CGOB, Blue Bomber, uh, broadcast legend, uh, voiced the bombers for a hundred years or whatever it was. Uh, Bob Irving, thanks so much.
4: Okay, guys, take care. All right, great thanks, cup Bob. reports
1: are brought to you by Harvest Honda in Steinbach, where it's always worth the trip. HarvestHonda.com. You know what? I, I I'm with Bob on that, Jim, because. The bombers, it's and again, you got to sell a game. You got to find, you got to find your storylines. And definitely, the Montreal defense has been fantastic over the last little bit. They've, I think it's they've only given up about fourteen and a half points over their seven game winning streak here, on average, um, uh, against their opponents. Uh, but I don't think the Bombers' defense has been getting a lot of love. You know, it's kind of being framed as the Bombers' offense versus uh, Montreal's defense. But the Bombers did a pretty dang good job, uh, exactly as Bob said, dealing with the BC Lions yesterday. Which, which, and I think the the BC Lions have a much better offense, definitely a better air attack than than the Montreal Alouettes do. Well,
2: Cam, I know it seems. Facetious now, because they lost by one point to Toronto last year, but I, as much as I respect Toronto and how good they were, and they are the legitimate Grey Cup champions, the bombers lost that game, yeah Zach Claros didn 't throw for two hundred yards, no touchdowns, and he had an interception. They missed two kicks a uh, a backup and Chad Kelly came in and 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 took it to the defense there was several players on that defense that just for whatever reason did not have their A game in that Great Cup last year this is how this one stacks up to me as well do i fear the Montreal Alouettes defense if you turn the ball over yes i do and you could turn it over cuz they're good but i'll take zach claros over cody for any day of the week i'll take some of the remaining cast in the receiving core over as and and i think the alouettes have some really good receivers but to me this game comes down to execution if the if the if the better team executes it's the bombers again and i stand by that i i think as much as i i do credit the argos for winning last year the bombers lost that game they did not play their a game and several key players were not at their best if they can be at their best on Sunday, I just think it's the Bombers game to win, and it's about 10 or 13 points to me.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. I know it's Friday, and usually every Friday we Free try ball. to have free-for-all Friday. Today, of course. We got the Bombers uh, We with Craig Button booked for today. So we're going to take a little bit of a break, but we'll try to fit in some from free for all Friday uh, in the final segment of the show here 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Let's take a break on the other side. Uh, we can confirm some of the lineup, uh, uh, entries for the Buffalo Sabres. We'll we'll get into that as well. And Jim, I'm going to ask you the question, where do you rank right now the tandem of Mark Scheifele and Kyle Connor across the National Hockey League? Don't tell me! I'll, I'll get your answer when we come back.
0: Jets at noon on eight
1: CJOB. Well, we can confirm uh, that Zach Benson, Peyton Krebs, uh, Will be in the lineup for the Buffalo Sabers as well as Eric Comrie in net. We got a caller real quick here, Bill. What's up, Bill? Thanks for calling in on Free for All Friday. We only got about a we only got about forty five seconds for you, but I want to hear what you got to say.
0: Forty five seconds. Okay, go. Um, somebody mentioned about execution, and we lost that uh, last Great Cup. The uh, Argos did not win. There's a couple of. Um, Decisions made by the coaches to leave uh, up in and uh, through he threw that long pass and threw an interception yep. to Mumba. Uh and there there just seems to be uh, decisions made in game, and it's been it hasn't changed since I don't know since the the sixty three yard field goal try by uh, Medlock, so. They've taken Janarian Grant out of the picture. He's one of the more exciting return men in the game. And uh time he's around the goal line, he's letting the ball bounce into the end zone. And he's not even looking at the ball. He's looking downfield. And uh, one of the times the ball's going to bounce funny, they hit him in the leg, Montreal recovers, they go okay. in the end
1: zone for the touchdown. So you, you so, want to see Janarian Grant get the ball. That's what you want to see.
0: No, I no.
1: It's not that. Is it a field it, position it, issue? Is is there? Can... It
0: is because it's it's O'Shea's decision to uh, get the ball in the forty instead of a return. So
2: that's a decision, right? Yeah. I Bill, mean, no disrespect. Do You understand that Michael O'Shea's at his fourth straight Grey Cup. I understand that. Like I he's understand. made some pretty What's good decisions,
0: and they come they come back to bite him. No, that's true. And I'll
2: I'll give you this point. I said last year too, and Cam and I discussed this after the Great Cup. Part of the the players, like Claris and some others, not executing in that Great Cup. There's some poor coaching decisions, some bad play calling. There
1: was a lot of people off their game. Some things went wrong wrong in that game, but
2: overall, they're going to be fine. Like they're going to learn from those in this Great Cup as well, and they're at their fourth straight one. I I think you should enjoy this, my man.
1: Okay, Bill. I I, I, I yeah, Bill.
2: uh, Yeah. Okay. Okay. I still think there's a chance for those
0: those decisions to come back and bite them because they're still taking place. Like okay, the, okay, the, okay, Bill. I sorry, I got
1: to let you go, Bill. I, I had to let you go. Sorry, I appreciate the phone call. 204-780-6860. seven eight zero sixty eight sixty. We're just totally uh, out of time, uh, Jim. Um, this quick one here. I I totally disagree with Bill. Like, just I'll let that on. I, I don't. Yeah, I'll leave know it up to Mike O'Shea.
2: I, I think he's he's doing I'm, all right. Yeah,
1: I'm with you on that. Where do you rank Shifley and Connor right now as a tandem? Real quick, there, Jim.
2: They gotta be top ten. Yep. I, I would I like I don't know where, like Vancouver's on fire with their top uh, pair. Yeah, JT
1: Miller, Elias yeah, Patterson, like there's lots and, of good and, tandems in the league.
2: And um you know, there's so many that are that are on fire right now, but I, I think they're top ten and and if I had more time, Cam, I might even squeeze them in top six, top five. Like they're just on fire, right? Yeah. They had a great start. You and I talked a lot at the start of this week. It's time with this homestand that they kind of come back to the forefront. Third line has has been getting a lot of points and carrying them. And when I sit to the forefront, I didn't mean like this. Like they are just the last week and a half are the are the best pair top two in in the league, other than what's going on in Vancouver.
1: Uh pregame today at five, puck drop at seven, bomb uh bombers, I got bombers on mine, Jets and Sabres. And real quick, everybody, for the game on Saturday, gotta mention this. Kathy said it the best. Best thing to do is take the bus, head downtown early, and allow for extra travel time. 5 p.m. Santa Claus Parade, 6 o'clock puck drop between the Jets and the Arizona Coyotes for all travel disruptions and information on the parade route, road closures. You're not going to be able to cross the street if it's a road closure. Go to mbhydrosantaparade.com for all the info. mbhydrosantaparade.com The best piece of information I can give you. Head downtown early and are out for extra travel time. Jim Toth it's going to take you all the way until 3 o'clock. And that's it for me. I'll be back on on Monday, we'll break down the Grey Cup. I'm a I'm a basket of nerves, Jim. I'm already anxious, and I just can't even take it. But that's it. And anyways, watch have the fun.
2: Jets. Listen to the Jets, and and watch them this weekend. They got Buffalo then Arizona, and it'll calm yourself going until Sunday.
1: See ya. Thanks, Jeffrey, Ford. You for Jeffrey producing the show. Bye.
2: <laughs> Jets at noon on six CJOB.